Hello, and welcome to the Trashicus Guide to Modern Literature. My name is Vic Vimes, and before we begin, I'd like to give out a quick few warnings. In case the name wasn't enough of a hint, this is intended for an adult audience. The Trashicus Guide for Modern Literature is a foul-mouthed and comedic review of several different types of books that we refer to as literary disaster pieces. Ergo, I would suggest that you do not listen to this with little ears around, and you know the kind of little ears that I mean. Second off, prayer warning, we are adults and we will be drinking and possibly smoking marijuana. So if that is an issue for you in the purview of your, you know, legal situation or area of interest kind of thing, um, this might not be the podcast for you. Um, since we will be discussing E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey extensively as well as other works of literature. Uh, I highly recommend that if you have issues with rape, abuse, and sexuality, this may not be the podcast for you, but every episode will be clearly labeled. Even within the longer playlist, the name of the episode segment will contain a trigger warning if we talk about that particular topic. We're going to try to make it as easy as possible for you to listen to this podcast without it being troublesome for you, and thank you very much for taking the time to listen to me ramble about this. Another thing is that uh, we didn't quite nail recording until we recorded chapter three, so please forgive the mic blowout and other things that happen. Um, There's some timing issues and other things because I had to splice some stuff together. Thank you very much for being understanding, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a great time. Welcome to the Trashicus Guide to Modern Literature. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dee, standing in for Victor, who's having a heart attack. With me today are... Uh, I'm Juno. <laughs> oh, we're just hey. going to talk over each other, crosstalk. Yeah, crosstalk. I'm so good at this. We have Juno, and then we also have... Hey, what's up? It's your boy. It's Peter. 2019, living Peter. large. <laughs> And last but not least, the person who's actually supposed to be doing this and who's far better at me, far better it's, it's, at it than me. It's me, Chad Bundy. I'm here to take all your women. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, take no, me, Chad. We don't want to read this chapter, but we gotta. It's gonna suck. <laughs> It'll and, be fine. You Guys, know, I was an adult today. I did my tax returns. I, you know, it's... It's been a fuck of a day, y'all. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. It's, hey, uh... Hey, guys. The yes. Virgin BTK versus the Chad Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where does that leave Jeffrey Dahmer? Is he, like, a wrist cell or something? Oh, my God. I read oh, so I... <laughs> much about Jeffrey Dahmer last... Like, I read so much about Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, For any particular reason, or were you just like, were you just really, were you just like, ooh, yeah, can't calm the dumb? No, I just have a (laughs) disease of the mind, and it was put in front of me, and so, like, I had to read it, and I had to finish it, because, again, I have a disease of the mind. Um, speaking of a diseased mind, only a diseased mind can write this. Holmes? Let's talk about something. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, at the time that he was uh, operating, H.H. Holmes was more famous than Jack the Ripper. Well, yeah, I would imagine so. The the not for nothing, but the the sort of the drama around H. H. Holmes is a little more visceral, I guess, than Jack the Ripper, in that it is just a house. That's true, and it's um, just it's 
it's different because it's regular people, quote unquote, and you know, all of that other weird classic, classist, sexist um, shit that kind of goes into it. Yeah. Well, plus, like, Jack the Ripper was British and H.H. Mm-hmm. H. Holmes operated in what, Chicago? Yes. I'm near the World Sh- Fair. Yes. That, yeah, it had to be Chicago. Anyway, so welcome to the Serial Killer Hour with uh, Victor, Juno, Peter, and D. So that's um, the coolest. Don't at me. Um, Jack wow, the that's a could, bold fucking statement in this chat. Jack the Ripper could Zodiac. take on the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Can are Jack we gonna Ripper do write, like a like, battle royale Ripper, of like, all right in cool ciphers or can he just write like he has a weird brain disease and can't spell nothing <laughs> don't you make fun of jack the ripper he was trying his best he was a poor cockney man what do you want i thought he was secretly the like the a, a prince or something don't that's you okay start with me young man that's We're okay not doing that theory this everybody did, knows did he also that... write the works of shakespeare or was that another secret prince Oh, that was like Francis Bacon or something, wasn't it? That whole fucking shit. It was Francis authorship. Bacon. Yeah. I mean, it's all cute and all, but Elizabeth Bathory is the best. Oh yeah, well, no, she, she's the OG. You gotta like. She's banned from Cypher's cool, all that other shit. That's fine. This is somebody who was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna kill everybody, everything, whatever, just for me, for my own. Banned from tournaments, just for funsies. Uh, also banned you, from tournaments. Gita Ray. Gita Ray is banned. Um, just for moral, more on moral grounds, he's not allowed to hang around with the other serial killers. Uh, and uh, they don't let him sit with them at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever circle of hell they're in, he's off in one corner. Um, talking about some dark stuff tonight because we are trying to. Yeah, I was going to say you guys are you guys are just stalling and stalling, and I don't think it's going to be that bad. Juno, uh... Juno. Yes. Yes. Inject this fifty shades straight into my veins like you were Dr. Harold Shipman. <laughs> oh my Dr. God. Kevorkian, frankly. I was gonna say Dr. Kevorkian, actually. Uh, I guess I should start. We're on chapter fourteen. We're yeah. we're in the home stretch, you guys. This is officially where I can start saying home stretch because we're over the halfway point by numbers. Um I volunteered to do this because I'm generous and kind. All right. They were going to make me do it, but then my dog took a big shit on the floor. (laughs) And I feel sorry for Peter. So I've had to deal with enough wet, terrible crap today. (laughs) All right. Christian is standing over me. Oh, yeah. Welcome, superb owl. Open your hearts to them. Did someone win? Is it over? No, it's still going on. I hear it in the other room. I don't care about sports. Fucking Stanley Cup or bust. Don't at me. Hockey's better than football. Christian is standing over me, grasping a plated leather riding crop. He's wearing old, faded, ripped Levi's, and that's all. Here they are, the dumb jeans. (laughs) Dumb jorts are better. He flicks the crop slowly into his palm as he gazes down at me. He's smiling, triumphant. I cannot move. I am naked and shackled, spread-eagled on a large four-poster bed. Reaching forward, he trails the tip of the crop from my forehead down the length of my nose, so I can smell the leather and over my parted, panting lips. That sentence is a a fucking mess. Yeah, it sucks. I should try to do a syntax tree for it. 
Yeah, because like she uses a comma where she could have maybe used a semicolon, maybe, and that would have maybe made it a little less shitty. No, actually, what I would do is hyphens. Semicolons. Shut up. I would do hyphens. Actually, I would do hyphens are better. Yeah. Christian does have to bust hyphens. I mean hymens. Ho ho. Oh. Ho ho. So funny. Ha ha. Anyway. That's my place as the host. I'm the funny one. <laughs> you like to think so. D? D? Oh, sorry. Dog. I, no, no, I had to put myself on push to talk. The husky in the other room is boofing. Um, so I'm trying to, like, not ruin the recording. He loves sports, too. <clears throat> He's saying, he, go Rams. What's that's the true. Team, go Rams. Fuck what's the, the team that has Gritty? Because we all agree Gritty's the oh, best. Oh, Gritty's the best. Gritty's a hockey. Philadelphia Flyers, Gritty is my man. Hell yeah, Gritty. Shout out to Gritty. Best ever. I want Gritty to come out on stage on like a piano on wheels, but Elton John is playing the piano. Gritty's just like breakdancing on top of the piano and he's playing Philadelphia Flyers. (laughs) Hire me to host your halftime show. I want Gritty to shoot me in the face with a t-shirt cannon, killing me instantly. Big mood. (laughs) He pushes, least the tip into my... <laughs> he pushes the tip into my mouth so I can taste the smooth, rich leather. I, I, I can understand this is like just a power the, just move. Just the tip. Just, the, just tip. the tip. But at the same time, leather doesn't taste smooth or rich. Um, it has a very it distinct like taste, it, but it tastes like leather. So smooth, rich, no, this isn't a chocolate bar. It's, it's leather and it kind of probably tastes like oil more than it's... anything else. It's brown, so it tastes like chocolate. We dip the leather in some barbecue sauce first. <laughs> Wait, who's fetish are we talking about now? Some good old ranch dressing. Oh, God. Uh, fuck up some ranch dressing right now. Holy shit. Suck, he commands. His voice soft. Mm. Missing a comma. Yeah, sure is. My mouth closes over the tip as I obey. Enough, he snaps. What the... Mm. That was so abrupt. <laughs> like, just like how Anna takes her tea, Christian waits all of a moment for Anna to seal her lips over the tip of his riding croc before he's like, that's enough. It's just He yanks the crap out of her mouth and her teeth come flying with Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be funny. There's a lot. I'm panting once more as he tugs the crop out of my mouth trails it down and under my chin, on down my neck, to the hollow at the base of my throat. He swirls it slowly there, then continues to drag the tip down my body, along my sternum, between my breasts, over my torso, and down to my navel. If it's on when your sternum, it's it, it's already there. It's already yeah. between yeah. your breasts. When he's swirling it slowly in the hollow of my throat, is. do you think he's going... If he's not, he's doing it wrong. That's obviously the moment to like inject some brevity into your scene and be like, nee and then continue. But <sighs> I'm pretty sure if you laughed while Christian Grey was doing his dumb thing, it would just completely destroy his ego and he would like just Good. sell all his business. He may kill you. That's that's why his other He was already was going dead. to kill you. So Yeah, fair enough. It's just nah. I'm panting, squirming, pulling against my restraints that are biting into my wrists and my ankles. He swirls the tip around my navel and then continues 
continues to trail the leather tip south through my pubic hair to my clitoris. He flicks the crop and it hits my sweet spot with a sharp slap and I come gloriously shouting my release. I mean, shout out to E.L. James for using the word clitoris, I guess, but also... Yeah, for once in her fucking life. She's used the word clitoris a few times. I will give her that. She says clitoris, but only ever clitoris. She doesn't like saying it. Let's just point that out. I Um, also just like taps your clit once with my writing crop and has you bust in. Like, he pushed the whopper button again. It's just like... It's not, it's, it's not like a doorbell. It, it isn't. And also I want to point out that this is supposed to be like, again, I write gratuitous smut. So when I write smut, I'm going for most of the chapters, just smutty, 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 smut, smut, smut. This is like the, the time that the reader is given with this idea of being touched by the writing crop as you are putting yourself into Anastasia's shoes is realistically Two and a half paragraphs. Right, it's very abrupt. It's yeah. super abrupt, and there's no time to really get into the sensuality of it, because it is, it's a dream sequence, so it comes out of order, it's very, it interrupts the flow of things. But it's still two and a half Is this a dream sequence? Yes. It's, it's about to yeah. be revealed to be a dream sequence. Um, like, the literal next line is, abruptly I wake, gasping for breath, covered in sweat, and feeling the aftershocks of my orgasm. So, this is a dream sequence, and her dreams aren't even sexy. In her dreams, Anastasia can't give it over the idea of dunking something into, like, like the tea bag thing. It's just like the leather crop is in her mouth for like a second, and then he's like, "Enough!" Like, there's nothing. There isn't anything really sensuous about this. It's just yeah. like, Ooh, "There's you, a riding crop on you." It's like very straightforward and boring. Do you think that the tea bag thing is actually a metaphor for how Christian has no sexual stamina? I wish I it so. was. Because then I wouldn't have to read so many of these fucking sex scenes. Like, holy hell, I'm completely disoriented. Disorientated? What the fuck kind of a word is that? That's a word that was pulled from a thesaurus. Also, I hate it. It's a really terrible word to say. What the hell just happened? I'm in my bedroom, alone. How? Why? I don't know. How did... Like, who's that disorientated whenever they, like, (laughs) to be awake? Like, unless you fell asleep in a strange place. Like, you're in your fucking bedroom, you weirdo. It's not that shocking. It's like when my dog farts himself awake. (laughs) (laughs) How? Why? I sit bolt upright, shocked. Wow. It's morning. Wow, I'm Sunrise Owen Wilson. Like the, like, the, <laughs> like the son in the Teletubbies, but instead of a baby, it's Owen Wilson. <laughs> I don't like that. That's a bit chilling. I glance at my alarm clock. Eight o'clock. I put my head in my hands. I didn't know I could dream sex. What? Oh. Something I ate? Perhaps oh the oysters God. in my internet research manifesting itself in my first wet dream. Oh, so she knows oh. what that is. Anna, it's honey. I had no idea I could orgasm in my sleep. I'm a little jealous of that. I can't. I never. No, neither can I. I I do just wake myself up in the middle of a sex dream because I get too into it. Oh, that's unfortunate for y'all. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Those. Really nice. Well, I usually wake up towards the tail end of it, admittedly, or 
in the middle of it, which is also that I will say is disorientating is to wake up in the middle of that. <laughs> Just like Why are wake we up all saying like, it now? Wow. Because it's written. I'm going to mock E.L. James's bad diction because it's as close as I'll be able to get to saying the word dick. Oh, my dog has come in to say hello because the other dogs are being mean to her. So now I have a partner. Hey, it's our newest co-host, Bristol. It's Bristol Blue. The scaredy cat, Ozzy Shepard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's also just like really, really sad that Anastasia has never had a sex dream. Like, Anastasia, I was thinking about this before. Like, I don't think about this book, like, when we're not actively engaged with it, but I have been. Mm -hmm. And, like, Anna was, like, asexual before she met Christian. And completely asexual. Like, she literally did not experience sexual attraction at all. Like, or at least what she thinks is sexual attraction. Right. She's just gotten a couple of, like, electric shocks before, and that'll, that'll, that'll do her. And I'm not saying that, like, people have to have, like, proper wet dreams or orgasm while you sleep to, like, count for having this, but I've definitely had sensual dreams before. Right. Yeah. They're but weird. Even, they're not... Even I've had the, some the nasty dreams. I'm, I'm trying to, like, skew this out of, like, things that were overtly sexual into things that, like, my body just found arousing while I was asleep. Like, dreams I had that awake me doesn't really find particularly engaging but dream me was into like i've had those sorts of dreams and i've had those sorts of dreams since puberty more or less yes me too to get to to 21 and have never had any dream that even remotely kind of maybe possibly got even a little bit close to turning you on is alien to me yeah but Sex dream yeah. is kind of gender fluid. It's weird. Ooh. Oh, same. Big, big same. Oh, yeah. Big no, same. I hear you there. Wow. Okay. Universal yeah, I've, I've, experience I've, in the chat. I've definitely had a lot of sex dreams as a person with a penis instead of a vagina. Yep. yep. Me too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of the nicest ones, in fact. But Oh, yeah. Just how it is sometimes. <sighs> oh, excuse me for a moment. Bristol has decided she no longer wants to be with me and is hooting to be let out of the room. I will be right back to continue this reading. A moment. She found out what you were doing. She was like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fuck this. I'm going to go watch the Super Bowl with the terrible husky. <laughs> Very true. Go Rams. We're not talking about sports in my fucking recording podcast. God damn it, Peter. It's too late. Fuck. We can talk about better sports instead. Y'all like cricket? Can you <laughs> shut up? <laughs> what cursed thing did Peter say that I missed? He wanted to talk about cricket. Like no. I said, they're talking about sports, and so I, I asked if he wanted to talk about a cool sport like cricket, because it's for gentlemen, and the games go on for fucking days. Uh, anyway. Kate is scraping around the kitchen when I stagger in. Anna, are you okay? You look odd. Is that Christian's jacket you're wearing? Holy shit. Okay. Wow, this sucks. Did Anna just wake up from a sex dream and then immediately go see Kate? Because that's yeah. kind of gay. That's pretty gay. Hey, yeah, hey guess what I did in my sleep? You were there. Oh. <laughs> and you were there? And you were there? Just like... 
Like, I don't know. I'm also not the sort of person who like wakes up and then is immediately like, I'm going to leave my bedroom. It's like, no, I wake up. I roll around in bed a little bit. Bemoan the fact that I have to be an adult. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Wake up, will will away my erection so that I can walk outside and be seen by polite society. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, It's fine. Damn, I should have checked in the mirror. I avoid her piercing green eyes. How do you get out of... Okay. In my bedroom, when I get out of bed, I have like a floor-to-ceiling mirror that covers my closet. So oh. I have a really nice, really large mirror that I have to look at myself in when I wake up. Um, one notices what you're wearing, even if you oh, yeah. just woke up. Yeah. See, I don't yep. have a mirror in my room, but I do have eyes that I look down at myself with and see my own body. <laughs> um, oh, also, good point. Like, I remember that, you know, chapter 11, when I ascended into a new universe, I woke up the next day fully clothed in bed. You remember that kind of thing. Even if you've just had a wet dream about Christian Grey and his dom jeans. Uh, Is that I what like... happened to you, Victor? No! Not Victor. even a little? Wait, wait. The dom jeans don't show up in a dream. Ha- Anna hasn't seen the dom jeans in real life yet. No. no. Oh my god, this is a prophetic, has... prophetic dream about the dom jeans. They're too powerful. Oh no, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Uh, wondrous I'm... item requires attunement. By a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Attunement by a serial killer is extremely fucking funny. That's great. I'm still reeling from my morning's event. That's a really clinical way to say, like, I came uh, in my sleep. I came in my sleep, yeah. Yes, this is Christian's jacket. She frowns. Did you sleep? Not very well. I head for the kettle. I need tea. You don't even need hot water, Anna. Just... Fuck, use tap just, water. Just eat a tea bag. God damn it. No, that would be strong. more flavor. That's true. How is dinner? So it begins. We had oysters, followed by cod, so I'd say it was fishy. That was oh. almost. Almost good. I will almost allow you that. Ugh, I hate oysters, and I don't want to know about the food. How is Fuck Christian? You. What did you talk about? He was attentive. I pause. What can I say? His I, his HIV status is clear. He's heavily into roleplay, wants me to obey his every command. He hurt someone he tied to his bedroom ceiling, and he wants to fuck me in the private dining room. Would that be a good summary? I try desperately to remember something from my encounter that, with Christian that I can discuss with Kate. That's a, that's a great summary. That's exactly what I would say to my friend if they were like, how was, how was your dinner? I'd be like, well, he doesn't have any sex diseases. Uh, he's super into roleplay. Um... He did suspend someone from his bedroom ceiling, and they got her. Yeah, and also, that private dining room at the Heathman, he wants to get nasty there. And he has the money to make sure that we get to have that happen. I mean, you, you don't need money, you just need to never want to stay at the Heathman again. <laughs> it's easier when you have money, though. He doesn't approve of Wanda. Who does, Anna? That's old news. Why are you being so coy? Give it up, girlfriend. This is this is My something. My mic would be able to pick writer. it up and do like the, the the three snapping thing. Like, give it up, girlfriend. <laughs> You're right. This is a TV this writer is, thing. This is a TV writer. I've I've talked to friends who 
obviously came out of a room right after having some sort of sex thing happened, either on the phone or on the computer, whatever. We just, we clocked it. If I ever said give it up girlfriend in that context, that's me being shitty. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm being a shit post. It's that, never that is something that you would say to me. Yeah, absolutely. It is something I would say to you. <laughs> it's just... I know this is being played straight, which makes it so much worse. Okay, we talked about lots of things. You know, how fussy he is about food. Incidentally, he liked your dress. The kettle has boiled. Fuckity how. So I make myself some tea. Do you want tea? Would you like me to hear your speech for today? Yes, please. I worked on it last night over at Lila's. I'll go fetch it. And yes, I'd love some tea. Oh, who's Lila? Kate's got a side piece. <laughs> no lesbians allowed in this book. Kate races out of the kitchen. Phew. Catherine Kavanaugh sidetracked. I slice a bagel. Wait. She's got bagels. Well, my thing oh, is- Oh no, fuck! My, 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 my thing is, as an American, most of the time when I buy bagels, they're pre-sliced. They're pre-sliced, yep. Not always, not here. I mean, I've never had a non-pre-sliced bagel. I've never had a like non-pre-sliced bagel, yeah. From a bakery. Okay. Yeah, as unless a, I got it specialty. I will point out, I have a point of pride here, Montreal bagels, the best bagel in the world, do not come pre-sliced from the official Montreal Bagel Bakery. I don't so, know. I've had I've had New York bagels. I've heard good things about them. Oh, you I'm a gremlin. I eat like fucking the the fucking Thomas bagels that you get at the supermarket. The fucking Thomas everything bagel, toasted slice of cheese, butter, balsamic vinegar, fucking sliced turkey. Great sandwich. Makes it feel like shit about two hours later, but who cares? It was really good. See, I just like a I like an like an everything bagel is good, but. I'm a, I'm a simple man. What I like on it is essentially a gigantic mountain of cream cheese, and that's it. Yep, same. Yeah. That's what I've been mm. eating lately. Everything bagels with huge amounts of cream cheese. Everything Try herping garlic. Oh. Uh... Yeah, herping garlic on an everything bagel. Yeah. I slice a bagel and pop it into the toaster. I flush, remembering my very vivid dream. What on earth is that about? Last what do you mean? Like, you know exactly what it was about. How Obviously you know what it was about, you complete ninny. <sighs> Last night, I found it hard to sleep. My head was buzzing with various options. I'm so confused. Christian's idea of a relationship is more like a job offer. It has set hours, of sexuality. a job description, and a rather harsh grievance procedure. It's not how I envisaged... Fuck off with that word. It's not how I envisaged my first romance, but of course, Christian doesn't do romance. If I tell him I want more, he may say no, and I could jeopardize what he has offered. And this is what concerns me most, because I don't want to lose him, but I'm not sure I have the stomach to be his submissive. What about him is so alluring? It's literally just the sex. Like, he's not nice to her. No! He's not he's anything not to her. He's not cool. Like... <laughs> I just really hate, like, I don't want any of what he's offered, but I can't say no because I might lose him. Like, girl. G girlfriend. Give, give it up, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew you were gonna get there. I got you. Like, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fucking demisexual, but I, like, I can't imagine fucking someone and like, 
they were also really cool and Christian isn't really cool. <laughs> He's <laughs> extremely fucking lame, in fact. Juno's demisexual, but only for people who are cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be coming up with a name for that sexual very shortly. Stay tuned. Coolio-sexual. <laughs> no, that's, hey, when, that's when you're going to fuck when listening to the classic 1997 song Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> I mean, that is a pretty good bop. Deep down, it's the canes and the whips that put me off. I'm a physical coward, and I will go a long way to avoid pain. I think of my dream. Is that what it would be like? My inner goddess jumps up and down with cheerleading pom-poms, shouting yes at me. Shut up. I, I want to die. That sentence is like... I, I do appreciate how much prop work the inner goddess does. Like a real kind of carrot top prop comedy thing going on. There. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. She's got lots of props at the ready, you're right. She, she pulls out like the high-waisted dom jeans. God, I hope they are high-waisted and don't hang off his waist like that. In These are my domgarees. <laughs> oh my god. My dom jinkos. That sucks so bad! <laughs> I would well, you want to do a little, like, a little like, farmer play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, how about, how about, uh, Lebu doms? Oh. <laughs> That's, like, what a dominatrix wears, so we can't have it in this book. No. Uh, Kate comes back to the kitchen with her laptop. I concentrate on my bagel and listen patiently as she runs through her valedictorian speech. Um, what do you think Anna eats on her bagel? Go. Nothing. Nothing. She did uh, not just, describe it. <laughs> just fully, fully Elwood Blues, like, one dry white bagel, please. I don't she, even know if she toasts it. She did toast it, but she but did not describe, she, yeah, she she did toasts not describe it like, putting anything on she toasts it like she makes tea. She like puts it in the toaster for one second until it's no, slightly more to room temperature. She, no, no, opposite. She burns it to a crisp and then <laughs> eats it like a charcoal hockey puck. Uh, why are you channeling Sarah in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's how it's gotta be. Yeah, wow. no, I, I, can, I can see that. And she, she doesn't like, know how toasters work because, like, laptops are really intimidating. So obviously, she doesn't know how to change the settings on the toaster. So Anna actually eats her bagels. However, Kate just ate her bagel. <laughs> oh my god, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. We've cracked the code. For some reason, when you were like, she doesn't know how toasters work, and then immediately mentioned the laptop, I had this image of Anna like trying to use her laptop like a George Foreman grill, just like try to press a pin. <laughs> <Yes! on it. laughs> god, oh, that's that really sounds so good right now. Uh... I am dressed and ready when Ray arrives. I open the front door and he's standing on the porch in his ill-fitting suit. A warm okay. surge of gratitude? Yeah? I know that's not true because Rayford Steele would have a suit that properly fit. I know this. Because Rayford Steele is a terrible person who wants to look good. Anyway, that's, this is just my conspiracy theory bullshit. Well, Anna doesn't know how clothes should fit, so I don't think she's really the person to talk about who is wearing clothes that do and do not fit them. Oh, good Ray's, point. Like, Ray is wearing pants with a belt that fit properly, and they're not just hanging off his hips in that way. So. <laughs> a warm surge of gratitude and love for this uncomplicated man streaks through me, and I throw my arms around him in an uncharacteristic display of affection. He's taken aback, bemused. Hey, Annie, I'm pleased to see you too, he mutters. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> as he hugs me. 
setting me back, his hands on my shoulders. He looks me up and down, his brow furrowed. Why does everybody like hold Anna's shoulders and like keep her at arm's distance? We does don't Edel want her James near them. Because it's like that issue one... with like it's that one like like it's a it's like a gesture it's like a thing that like you see sometimes in movies where you know you're like you're, you're holding someone kind of performatively so that you can like look them up and be like oh, i'm making sure you're okay and stuff but then it's like the one move that el james knows well it's also very much like a tv move i feel because if you're looking over somebody like in writing you have to kind of describe more than just hands on shoulders looking them up and down like that's a physical set of moves but she doesn't describe like where his eyes are looking or like what he's actually trying to focus on i, I don't know it's just he, people keep doing this is one thing too or it just keeps yeah. happening this exact way and we're 14 chapters in and it's uh, happened often enough for me to be like this has well, to at least be the sixth or seventh time that this has happened in the book yeah and kate has done it at least twice like hugs and, anna backs off yeah. looks at her and Christian Grey has done something similar, and it's just, I'm just, I hate it. Of course, Dad, can a girl be pleased to see her old man? He smiles, his dark eyes crinkling at the corners, and follows me into the living area. Peter, is that a Britishism? Because we just say, like, living room here. Is no, the living room is what we would say, too. Living area is oh, okay. some, like, that's some weird, like... It makes it sound like a pen, like, at the... <laughs> it's like some shit like that a, a realtor would say it's like well this is a very open concept we've got the living area here and it kind of flows into the dining room slash kitchen and you no know, it's not what a human being says yeah I, I didn't yeah I, I just don't like it I think you that's look, a term they use in like display houses and stuff yeah, I, w I would see that, because you don't want to be, like, describing things as rooms, because that puts, like, thoughts in people's brains, and you want them to be like, oh, it's a living room. And you're like, oh, wow, you want to call it a living room? Amazing! It's practically yours! Because salespeople yeah. are a sham, and they will use words and tricks like that to get you to buy things that you don't actually want to buy. Don't listen to them. They're bad. <sighs> you look good, he says. This is Kate's dress. I glance down at the gray chiffon halter neck dress. Nothing about this is more fan fiction than the, okay, time to describe my outfit, right? Yeah. Like, Painful. Kate, Anna, who knows nothing about fashion, is like, I'm wearing a gray chiffon halter neck dress. It's Kate's. Okay, thanks for the information, Anna. I'm wearing a plum sheath dress. It's very tight and clinging. It's Kate's. Thank you, Anna. I'm wearing... I'm we wearing my care. nasty old sneakers. And sweatpants. <laughs> Christian loves my unwashed feet. <laughs> like, there, are, there are ways to describe what your character is wearing, and this is for writers. To describe your, the way what your characters are wearing without being like, and here's what my character is wearing. Blah. Like, you just describe it as things are happening. You don't take a moment to actually... <sighs> If you're breaking the flow of writing specifically to point out what they're wearing, it stands out a lot and it's not how people think. He frowns. Where is Kate? She's gone to campus. She's giving a speech that she has to be early. Should we head on over? I don't know. Probably. Dad, we have half an hour. Would you like some tea? What the fuck? And you can tell me how everyone in Mon Montesano? Hmm. 
Montesano. I'm going to assume it's Montesano because it's Washington and they wouldn't be using the accent marks from like the language this is probably from. So Montesano. You can tell me how everyone in Montesano is getting along. How is the drive down? Well, there was this one guy, but he got bricked into a basement, so we don't talk about him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real apropos cask of Amontillado jokes. Um, Also, you have 30 minutes fucking head out. Like, I, this might just be me being. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, big anxiety mood. Like, if I have to get there very, it's just how it is. Yeah, if you have to be there in 30 minutes, you should already be gone. Eh. Eh. Horrible goblin hours uh, reporting in here. Eh. Half an hour, probably. probably. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's one of two things. It's like, I'm either 45 minutes early, or I'm like two hours late. Yep. That's good to know. Yep. Uh... You guys need watches. Yeah. <laughs> I have fun fact. I bought my partner a watch for our second year anniversary because he was always late. <laughs> and also it's the clock anniversary. So I'm like, here's a watch. He's like, Oh, what's this for? I'm like, it's technically the anniversary where one would give another partner a watch. Also you're late. Oh, uh, all these dumb questions. And again, asking for tea. I hate it. Ray pulls his car into the campus parking lot. I guess we're just not going to get an answer to any of those questions? Nope. Okay! Ray pulls his car into the campus parking lot, and we follow the stream of humanity dotted with ubiquitous black and red gowns heading towards the sports auditorium. Wait. No, no. When I graduated recently, mind you, we all of the students who are graduating had to like, line up somewhere else. We didn't yeah. all walk in with our families. No. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. It might be different with different colleges, but this is like, it's Washington State University, Vancouver. I feel like you probably have a bunch of students. So they're all going to be processing in. Good yeah. luck, Annie. You seem awfully nervous. Do you have to do anything? Holy crap. Why has Ray picked today to be so observant? No, Dad. Because it's his daughter's graduation, maybe? (laughs) I don't know. Like, fuck him, I guess. No, Dad, it's a big day. And I'm going to see him. Yeah, my baby girl has gotten a degree. I'm proud of you, Annie. Aw, thanks, Ray. Oh, I love this man. Okay, this is is a personal thing. She's saying that she loves him, but really not the same thing. Yeah. He just, she barely tolerates anybody in this fucking book. Right? She hates, like, everybody. I think and that's also- maybe why she likes Ray, because he's incredibly low-maintenance and barely wants to talk to her. So she's like, oh, thank God, I love him, because I don't ever have to fucking talk to him. <laughs> it's also like, he calls her Annie, and then she responds with his name. Which, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, she it, calls it, him Dad and Ray, and, like... That's a little weird. Yeah, it's I, a little strange. It might be a personal thing for me, but like people who are like people who are older than me, like my parents' peers who are important to me, I still generally refer to them as Mr. or Mrs. and then their last names. Yeah. Like, just because that's like 
calling them by their first name, I'll do it to get their attention. Or if, you know, we're getting drunk together because I'm of the age where I can do that with my parents' friends now. But it's, I don't know. It just feels really clinical to me to be like, ah, yes, my father, Ray. I mean, I call both my parents just by their names. I've never been like a mom or dad person, but that's just how I was raised. Yeah, yeah I have a family friend who like his daughter to call him Tim and not dad. So like people think that he's her stepdad, but like no shit. Millennials breaking, millennials ruining the mom and dad industry. Millennials, millennials. <laughs> My parents called me Gen X the other day, and I had to be like, no, I am a millennial. Absolutely not. not. <laughs> That's this isn't like a, a term that just like shifts around. I'm a millennial. Gen X is like five years older than me. At least. Like, like, if you were a child and played Gen One Pokemon games, you're a fucking millennial. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The watering down of terms to continue to uh, lambast the younger generations is something for another time. The sports auditorium is crowded. I would say that in general, we would just call it a gym. Like you would just say you're at the gym. Right? Yeah, sport, sports auditorium is, is an odd turn of phrase. To be used like twice in such quick succession, it's just... Uh... Well, wouldn't a university like that have a convocation hall? Oh, I didn't have a convocation hall. Would... We were in the gym. Okay. Well, I guess because que- well, Queens isn't compared to fucking Aberdeen, don't at me, Peter. Um, Queens is fairly old, so we have like a sort of church-type building called uh, Clergy Hall, I believe, where we do our graduation. It's quite nice. I I think that might be like, my school is fairly large, so my graduating class was fairly large, so the only Ah. place they could put all of us was the gym. Like, they they dress it up. It looks nice. It doesn't look gymmy. But it's still like auditorium Maybe, but sports auditorium twice is the result of not editing. Yeah. Ray has gone to sit with the other parents and well-wishers in the rank, the raked seating? What's raked seating? I have is no it, idea. It means it scratches up your back real bad. <laughs> is it a typo, maybe? I, 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 I don't know. Um... This has actually, like, thrown my entire brain off. I And, like, we're not poorly read individuals. Like, we know what words Yeah, we do know- I know what words mean! Don't fuck with me, I'm a linguist! Yeah, like, Victor especially! I'm like, Victor, please help! I'm- 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 I- 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 I'm- I'm completely thrown for- I have never heard that term before, ever. I think it's a typo, it's gotta be. Let me- Oh, no! It's actually a thing! What? I googled it. It's the, the, the bleachers that like move in and out to like change oh, how yeah, big yeah. something is. Just say bleachers then. Yeah, I, I googled it. <laughs> like retractable seating, telescopic or bleacher seating. Like just like just call it the bleachers. Everybody but calls it the I bleachers. Can, I can imagine why you wouldn't I could understand why you wouldn't do that because you're trying to sound fancy and hoity toity, so you're like, Oh, we can't call bleachers because poor people have bleachers. Bleachers are what you go and like make out behind when you're 15. It's true. true. Not in my case, but oh no! In at my school, I just like walk behind the bleachers and be like, 
the teachers are coming. Put the drugs and alcohol away. Thanks. Bye. See you on Monday. You're you're a good you're a good not a you're nerd. Good, you're you're good people. <laughs> teachers don't think I'm in. Uh, teachers never assumed I was a troublemaker, so I was the person making sure other people didn't get into trouble. Uh, nice. <laughs> Destroy the system from within. Unless I didn't like them, in which case I was like, no, nah, they'll handle it. There's advantages and disadvantages to being my friend. Um, Well-wishers in the raked seating while I make my way to my seat. I'm wearing my black gown and my cap, and I feel protected by them. Anonymous. Like the Batman. There's no one on the stage yet, but I can't seem to steady my nerves. My heart is pounding and my breathing is shallow. He's here. Somewhere. I wonder if Kate is talking to him. Interrogating him, maybe. I make my way to my seat amongst fellow students whose surnames also begin with S. Okay, another American thing. I would almost never use surname. Oh, I, would... I do, but that's because I have a pretentious disease. I would almost <laughs> always say that. <laughs> Chuno has uh, pretentious bitch disease. Well, it's because I'm so invested in names. That that's always fair. been a really big hobby of mine, and so just like what I was raised on the internet calling them. So that's 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 fair. So um, there's like forename and surname. Is there like a fancy term for middle names? Uh, yeah, it's middle name. <laughs> <laughs> just deadpan. Just completely deadpan. I love it. Well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I, I apologize, Peter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just love the genuine curiosity of Peter and then Judo just being like, bitch. <laughs> uh, I am in the second row, affording me yet more anonymity. I glance behind me and spot Ray sat up high in the bleachers. So now they're bleachers. Yep. I guess. I give him a wave. He self-consciously gives me a half wave, half salute back. I sit and wait. The auditorium fills quickly and the buzz of excited voices gets louder and louder. The row of seats in front fills. On either side of me, I'm joined by two girls whom I don't know from a different faculty. Ugh. They're obviously close friends and talk across me excitedly. At 11 precisely, the chancellor appears from behind the stage, followed by the three vice chancellors, and then the senior professors, all decked out in their black and red regalia. I'm, I'm sorry, do, do other people say chancellor? I don't know what the fuck that means in this context. I... Does she mean, like, the dean? I don't. I, I guess know. so, but then I I don't know what they call it in British universities because I don't fucking pay attention to hierarchy. If you're not directly teaching me stuff, I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> That's a reasonable position to take. No gods, no kings, no masters. Just give me my fucking degree. Uh, okay. 
We stand and applaud our teaching staff. Some professors nod and wave, others look bored. Professor Collins, my tutor and favorite teacher, looks like he's just fallen out of bed as usual. Big mood. <laughs> Last onto the stage are Kate and Christian. I don't understand the setup of this graduation ceremony. No, nothing makes any sense here. This, what? This, is, this is nothing like any graduation ceremony I've been to at all. Christian stands out in his bespoke gray suit, copper highlights glinting in the hair under the auditorium lights. We get it. Oh, so he got highlights for this. (laughs) He should have gotten frosted tips. I just realized Uh, Christian Gray, is his hair is the same color as my idiot dog. He's got his hair looking good. His face is beaten to the gods. (laughs) Yas. So I have another issue with the description we're given of Christian's suit. Bespoke gray is a very particular type of gray. I just had to Google it to make sure I got it right. It's describing like a a weave pattern where all of the threads are gray, but they're slightly different shades of it. So there's like a very how can you tell from that far away? Exactly, you can't. You can't tell. I just I just assumed it it was like a bespoke gray suit, as in like it's one that he's had personally tailored and just so happens to be gray. I didn't know bespoke gray was a thing. Yeah, it's 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 a type of fabric. Like, given that Anna is describing fabrics, like chiffon, dress, linen, shirt, I assume bespoke gray is meant to be that descriptor, but because it's a weird word where it could also just be bespoke, not as a, like, bespoke gray, but just bespoke and gray, I guess it could be either way. And I think the fact that we can't tell is E.L. James's fault. Uh, not yeah, that's a sign of bad writing, everybody. Jot that down. Take another note. He looks so serious and self-contained. As he sits, he undoes his single-breasted jacket and I glimpse his tie. Holy shit, that tie. I rub my wrists reflexively. I cannot take my eyes off him. His beauty as distracting as ever. For fuck, I guess he's pretty. <sighs> And he's wearing that tie on purpose, no doubt. All right, credit where it's due. That is kind of a flex. Yeah, I was just. It is a little bit of a flex. Yeah. Like again, if Christian wasn't such like a terrible, 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 terrible person, that would almost be something where I'm like, other contexts, that's kind of hot. Like showing up to somebody's graduation wearing a tie that you tied them up with. Yeah, it's bold. It's certainly bold. It's a bold statement. Oh, we'll, we'll see it's how this goes. It's bold trash, but Christian belongs in the trash. <laughs> Damn. That was, that was quick. That was good. I can feel my mouth press into a hard line. You're aware of your mouth this time. Holy shit. For somebody who's constantly chewing on their lip and never notices. The audience sits down and the applause ceases. Look at him. One of the girls beside me breathes enthusiastically to her friend. He's hot. I stiffen. I'm sure they're not talking about Professor Collins. Well, they might be. Hot Professor, that's a thing. Hot Professor is very much a thing. Hot Professor. Shout out to all of my hot professors who I will not name because if this podcast ever gets to you, I don't want you to know. They know already, I'm sure. No, I'm super subtle. Well, I mean, they probably know they're hot as well. Oh. Not about you specifically. They better. I hope so. <laughs> Must be single. I bristle. I don't think so. I murmur. Oh. Both girls look at me in surprise. 
I think he's gay. Scream! This line has been struck from the record, and we're moving on. And we're skipping the next line. As the Chancellor gets to his feet and kicks off proceedings with his speech, I watch Christian subtly scanning the hall. I sink into my seat, hunching my shoulders, trying to make myself as inconspicuous as possible. I fail miserably as a second later his gray eyes find mine. He stares at me, his face impassive, completely inscrutable. I squirm uncomfortably, hypnotized by his glare as I feel a slow flush spreading across my face. Unbidden, I recall my dream from this morning, and the muscles in my belly do the delectable clench thing. Wow, what an incredible descriptor. Really good job, ELG. 10 out of 10. I have such a firm grasp of what Anna is feeling in this moment to the such that a degree that I could perhaps feel it in my own body. (laughs) And here's the thing. If Christian was, like, actually a cool guy and really wanted to, like, actually flex, what he would do is make eye contact with Anna and then adjust the tie a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, it's it's. But we're almost there. We we continue to almost get there, but we won't. Yeah, Unlike Anna, fucking edging us. Unlike Anna, who apparently comes for whatever reason, whenever we're all sitting here unsatisfied. Maybe that's why she needs her teeth so weak. Because like, if it's even remotely strong, she just immediately busts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's good. I'll allow that. I inhale sharply. I can see the shadow of a smile cross his lips, but it's fleeting. He briefly closes his eyes, and on opening them, resumes his indifferent expression. Following a swift glance up at the Chancellor, he stares ahead, focusing on the WSUV emblem hung above the entrance. He doesn't turn his eyes towards me again. The Chancellor drones on, and Christian still doesn't look at me, just stares fixedly ahead. So in my mind's eye, Christian Gray is just thousand yards staring mm-hmm. straight ahead like i don't know i guess usually when i'm on stage if i'm like having to be on the stage to give a presentation or a talk or something if i'm not currently talking i'm either attentively looking at the person who is talking because i'm polite or pretend to be or i'm scanning the crowd so that you know it looks like i'm engaged i'm not just like blankly staring in a single direction if you look yeah, deep into Christian's eyes, you can just see like that, that Windows 98 screensaver with all the pipes. <laughs> I do like that one. That one was my favorite. Yeah, me too. I like the swirly one, too. That one was pretty good, too. Why won't he look at me? Perhaps he's changed his mind? A wave of unease washes over me. Perhaps walking out on him last night was the end for him, too. He's bored of me for... He's bored of waiting for me to make up my mind. It's been 12 hours. Right? Oh no, I could have completely blown it. I remember his email last night. Maybe he's mad I haven't replied. Dude, she's so anxious about that. He's so abusive that she's so anxious this much already. Like, that's fucked up. It is so unhealthy. It's really bad. It is not good. Suddenly the room erupts in applause as Miss Catherine Kavanaugh has taken the stage. The Chancellor sits, and Kate tosses her lovely long hair behind her as she places her papers on the lectern. Oh, her lovely, beautiful long hair. Oh, it always smells so good. Oh, Kate, oh, your hair's so nice. (laughs) It's so soft when I pet it as you sleep. Oh, okay, you took it in a direction. (laughs) I did, didn't I? She takes her time, not intimidated by a thousand people gawping at her. 
I will admit I do like the use of the word gob here. It's a good word. She smiles when she's ready, looks up at the captivated throng, bad word, and launches eloquently into her speech. Now we've used too many descriptors and I hate it again. She's so composed and funny. The girls beside me erupt on cue at her first joke. That's two eruptions in a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much refractory period there, huh? <laughs> nope. Oh, Catherine Cavanaugh, you can deliver a good line. Gay. I feel so proud of her and at that moment. My errant thoughts of Christian are pushed to one side. By errant Even thoughts though- of Kate. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have heard her speech before, I listen carefully. She commands the room and takes the odd takes her audience with her. Her theme is what next after college, AKA the most common and milquetoast of all valedictorian speeches to give because everybody gives that speech. Right. Also, it's this is going to sound probably like smug and elitist, but what next after college is the sort of, like, I wouldn't say that's a college valedictorian speech. That's a high school valedictorian right, speech. Right, I agree. What next yeah. after high school? Because what next after college, you don't know for a majority of the people. Like, you don't know what their yeah. jobs are going to be. Yeah. In high school, you can generally be like, what next after high school? We're going to go to college and get degrees, and then we'll be upstanding pillars of society and reach for the sky, the sky and the stars. Excelsior. But, like... In college, like if I remember, college you just like curled up in a ball, going, "What am I gonna do? <laughs> I, got the, I got the dumbest degree ever. What job am I gonna get? Why the fuck did I study I, philosophy? I <laughs> business major suck. Uh, uh, no offense to business. Business majors. majors do suck. No, no, fuck <laughs> business majors. Just it's because you're fucking too dumb to take econ. I, I yeah no business majors. I'm sorry if you're a business major, but every single stupid person I had to deal with in college was a business major, up to and including the group of people who, in a class where the teacher told us what was going to be on the final, as in these are the questions and the essay that you will be writing for the final. We're like, can it still be open book, open notes? And then got pissy when the answer was no. I'm sorry. If you're a business major, you're first up against the wall when the revolution comes. I love Peter. My thing was everybody in the fucking linguistics department who's going into speech pathology, like speech pathology, wonderful field, very important. But I swear to God, every single one of those girls, they were like carbon copies of each other. And because they were all women, too. And like one gay guy. And they all wanted to be speech pathologists, and they kept asking the dumbest fucking questions in like advanced linguistics courses, and I wanted to, d- to die. Oh yeah, I got that a couple times just because some of the classes I would take for my degree were open to others because they were like upper division courses, but they weren't like locked behind. You had to take X, Y, and Z classes before. So like right. my genetics class was open to people who weren't science majors. So you oh. knew who the not science majors were when they were like, but isn't there only two genders? Really? Like there's only two sexes, right? And the teacher's sitting there going, we're talking about Kleinfelter syndrome. So clearly no. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Just, you know, if you need to learn, like learning is good. Try and learn things. Always be learning shit. At the same time, maybe 
Always learn stuff. Maybe don't stop learning things. Continue to learn so that you're not that asshole. Yeah. <sighs> oh, what next indeed? Christian is watching Kate, his eyebrows slightly raised, in surprise, I think. Yes, it could have been Kate that went to the... Yes, it could have been Kate that went to interview him. And it could have been Kate that he was now making indecent proposals to. Beautiful Kate and beautiful Christian together. I would be like the two girls beside me, admiring him from afar. I know Kate wouldn't have given him the time of day. Because she's gay. Also because she's smarter than you. Barely, though. She's real Like, dumb. barely. She's pretty stupid, but she's definitely. What did she call him the other day? Creepy. Because she's smarter a- than you. Mm-hmm. The thought of a confrontation between Kate and Christian makes me uncomfortable. I have to say, I don't know which of them I would put my money on. Because you're gay! Yep. Kate concludes her speech with a flourish. I don't know how. And spontaneously, everyone stands, applauding and cheering. It's not really spontaneous, because that's what you do at these sorts of things. She ends with a flourish. She spins around and does jazz hands. (laughs) I mean, that's how I would end a speech. If I had to give one, absolutely. Her first standing ovation. I beam at her and cheer, and she grins back at me. Good job, Kate. She sits, as says the audience, and the Chancellor rises and introduces Christian. Holy shit, Christian's going to give a speech. The Chancellor touches briefly on Christian's achievements. CEO of his own extraordinarily successful company. A real self-made man. See, achievements implies that there are at least two things that Christian Grey has done. But generally, you would have to list three. Also, I still completely refuse to believe he's a, like, no billionaire is self-made. It's always like, I'm a self-made man because of this $2 million, uh, like, no-interest loan that I never had to pay back from my dad. Get fucked, Christian. Right. And also a major benefactor to our university. Please welcome Mr. Christian Gray. The Chancellor pumps Christian's hand. Mm. They did they fist bump. Hey! <laughs> And there is a swell of polite applause. What my up, heart Grizzle? My... my heart is in my throat. He approaches the lectern and surveys the hall. He looks so confident standing in front of us, uh, standing in front of us all, as Kate did before him. The two girls beside me lean in, enraptured. In fact, I think most of the female members of the audience inch closer, and a few of the men. But he's not gay, guys. Don't worry about it. Christian Grey is super not gay. The gays don't want him anyway. Gross. Yuck. The gays have self-preservation instinct is what it is. That's true. He begins, his voice soft, measured, and mesmerizing. Thank you for putting the tags for the conversation that's about to happen in advance of the words I have to read. So I kind of know how they're supposed to be read, EL. That was good. Good job. I'm profoundly grateful and touched by the great compliment accorded that should be afforded, afforded to me by the authorities of WSU today. It offers me a rare opportunity to talk about the impressive work of the Environmental Science Department here at the university. Our aim is to develop viable and ecologically sustainable methods of farming for third world countries. Our ultimate goal is to help eradicate hunger and poverty across the globe. Over a billion people, mainly in sub-Saharan Africa, South Asian, and Latin America live in abject poverty. Agricultural dysfunction is rife with these, within these parts of the world, and the result is ecological and social destruction. I have known what it is like to be profoundly hungry. 
this is a real, this is a very personal journey for me. Oh, so I've, I've figured out what it is that Christian's up to here. Mm -hmm. He's doing that Monsanto thing where you like slightly genetically engineer seeds so that you can patent the seeds mm -hmm. and then, and then you like, you sell and them And then if to they happen to get away and they go and some, they are planted somewhere else, then you can sue people for growing the crops that you, yeah. Yeah, that you own the intellectual property for this plant. It's fucked up. Monsanto's evil. Okay, yeah, it's bad. yeah, I'm not going to get into my very, 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 very meandering thoughts on the matter. Suffice to say, if you try and patent genomics, you're dumb and you should feel bad and be strung up by your thumbs. It's... Uh, it's... Yeah. Things like this are what lead to farmers who don't even buy Monsanto products being sued for... Uh, infringing on intellectual property because the pollen from the Monsanto product crossed into their field, however far away, interbred with their crops. And now Monsanto is saying that they, the farmer, now owes Monsanto money for those crops because enough of the genetics has crossed over. It's Hello. a real fuck of a thing. So hold on, if I copyright myself and then have a baby, could the baby sue me? Or could I sue the baby? You could sue the baby. I could sue the baby. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> Are you going to copyright yourself, three. Victor? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a long I'm con. kin with myself, no doubles. <laughs> <laughs> My jaw falls to the floor. What? Christian was hungry once? Holy crap. Well, that explains a great deal. No, it doesn't. As, no. And I recall the interview. He really does want to feed the world. I desperately rack my brains. He wants to, to feed the world. He wants to let them know it's Christmas time. Shout out to Blyvaid. <laughs> I desperately rack my brains to remember what Kate had written in her article. Adopted at age four, I think. I can't imagine that Grace starved him, so it must have been before then, as a little boy. I swallow, my heart constricting at the thought of a hungry, gray-eyed toddler. Oh, um, I bet he was such a sexy little baby. Oh, shut ah! up! What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but now I'm just gonna keep reading this book so that Please I don't have do. to think about it's it. Better than what Peter just said. Oh no, what kind of life did he have before the Greys got a hold of him and rescued him? I'm seized by a sense of raw outrage. Poor, fucked up, kinky, philanthropic Christian. I didn't make up any of those words. Those are words on the screen in front of me. That's a sentence somebody wrote. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm as kinky as I am philanthropic, and I fucking love charity. <laughs> Actually, that that's that's gonna be my new Tinder bio. <laughs> Let us know how laid you get from that Tinder bio. I'm I'm curious. Though I'm sure he wouldn't see himself this way and repel and would repel any thoughts of sympathy or pity. Abruptly, everyone bursts into applause and stands. I follow, though I haven't heard half his speech. He's doing all of these good works, running a huge company, and chasing me at the same time. It's overwhelming. I remember the brief snippets of conversations he's had about Darfur. It all falls into place. Oh. Food. Hey, Victor, how are you feeling about his... Uh, this food thing. Is it the worst possible? Scene. 
This is the per worst possible implementation of anything ever. I hate it, and I don't care. Christian Grey wants to feed people because he sucks and should die. Stop trying to make me feel sorry for this fucking psycho. He's, but he's so sad. He's a sad one time, boy. One time he was hungry? He was hungry. Which justifies all of his horrible behavior. It's, it's what makes it possible that's, for him to be a billionaire, yeah. That's how, it, that's how it works. That's how it works. If if you had a bad childhood, if you had any kind of trauma or abuse, then you're allowed to be as much of a dick as you want for the rest of your life. You got carte blanche. Thank God I can stop pretending to be a good person. Holy shit, you all suck. I know that's not true, D. You're it's a good not. person deep down. Uh... You're kinky, philanthropic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Alright. He smiles briefly at the warm applause. Even Kate is clapping. You have to. Yeah, then like you're not allowed to just sit there impassively. I mean I would. That would if I was valedictorian and I had to listen to that fucking speech by a goddamn billionaire being like, We're gonna feed the world and we're gonna do it by me patenting all of this important technology. I would just sit there and not clap or smile or do anything. I just go over and push the the, the lectern over. <laughs> or you just you just do the really really slow condescending golf clap where you're just like, yeah, good job, buddy. Or like, or you go the other way. You go to totally enthusiastic and start whooping after every single line he he says. Yeah, Christian. Like, I I have I have known <laughs> profound misery and hunger. Hell yeah, hell yeah, misery hunger. <laughs> Trying to get the wave going. Gritty comes in and just fucking kicks <laughs> Christian Grey off the stage. <laughs> the only thing billionaires should be running for is their lives. Oh, that's good. I like that. I'm going to use that line. I Thank have you. a Gritty meme with it where it's just Gritty staring at the screen. It says the only thing billionaires should be running for is their lives. Gritty 2020. I would vote for Gritty. I would. I would absolutely vote for Gritty. He doesn't look my way. I'm off kilter, trying to assimilate this new information about him. One of the vice chancellors rises, and we begin the long, tedious process of collecting our degrees. That part is at least true. Yeah. I was so ready when my name was being called to stop and be like, I need you to say my name correctly before I walk out and get my degree, and I don't care if this is holding everything up. Uh, thankfully, they nailed it on the first try, and I didn't have to make a scene. <sighs> There are, over, there are over 400 to be given out, and it takes just over an hour before I hear my name. That's, uh, uh hold on a sec. S, A, B, C, uh, hold on. Uh, that's gotta be, like, what, three people a minute or something? Yeah, it's, it's also, like, a, I don't... I don't know. It's just it goes back to the way the scene was set up, where I guess every all the students just walked in and sat down with their families, and there wasn't like a separate area or staging for them. I'm I'm struggling to comprehend how big this auditorium is now. Yeah, me too. It's I don't know. I don't care. It's as big as Christian Gray's balls. How do we know? Oh, yuck. Oh, now I'm Welcome thinking about to the that Shredded Park Regional episode. <laughs> I make my way up to the stage between the two giggling girls. Christian gazes down at me. His gaze 
you should have edited that. Yeah, Warm, definitely. Guarded. Congratulations, Miss Steele, he says as he shakes my hand, squeezing it gently. I feel the charge of his flesh on mine. Oh, he's got one of those like prank buzzers on his hand when he shakes people's <laughs> hands. <laughs> yep. Do you have a problem with your laptop? I frown as he hands me my degree. No. Then you are ignoring my emails. I only saw the mergers and acquisitions one. He looks quizzically at me. Later, he says, and I have to move on because I'm holding up the line. God, yeah, no shit. <laughs> imagine imagine that being the memory you have of getting your degree. It's like getting handed it and it's like, did you get my fuck email? <laughs> I almost spat out my rum. Ow. The thing is, too, is like when I got my degree, it was literally left hand, grab degree, right hand, shake hand of my dean. Yeah. Cool. That was it. And then I walked away. The The only thing that held me up was that the head of my department stopped me and wanted to, like, congratulate me personally, which was really cool. Like, he actually got up out of where the teachers were sitting and, like, came over to where I was to, like, congratulate me and, like, give me a hug. That was really cool. But oh, this- yeah. Welcome to the debragging hour, a podcast within a podcast. Hey, I'm a cool person and people deserve to hear about how cool I am. Shout out to the head of my department. Thank you for giving me a Bachelor's of Arts in Biochem. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, was, was the head of your department one of the hot professors? No. Ask him for a friend. Yeah, well, he wasn't. I had him for one class. Don't, don't, don't ask this. Don't do this. Don't look that up. Don't Google that. <laughs> don't Google that. You know enough about me. Don't Google that. I go back to my seat. Emails? He must have sent another. What did it say? The ceremony takes another hour to conclude. It's interminable? Interminable. Inter interminable. Yeah. It means like long and incredibly boring to the point where you kind of want to die a little. Why not like just say did. that? <laughs> I just... It's just a weird word to throw in there when the rest of your words are like, I don't know, maybe penny words and then you have like a 25 cent word thrown in for shits and giggles i guess finally the chancellor the chancellor leads the faculty members off stage to yet more rousing applaud preceded by christian and kate i am imagining christian. that it's like a conga line christian does not glance undergrad even though i'm willing him to do it yeah, that's really how you get somebody to look at you, is you just stare at them and think really, really hard, and eventually they look at you. That's not how that works. It's the secret. <laughs> Shut up. One of these days, Peter, you're going to say something so cursed that you immediately lose your voice. That's what's or going I, to happen. Or Craig is just going to drop out. <laughs> we love you, Craig. Don't drop out. My inner goddess is not pleased. As you I stand didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, Christian didn't look at her. She had a sex dream and now Christian won't pay attention to her. As I stand and wait for our row to disperse, Kate calls to me. She's heading my way from behind the stage. What the fuck? Christian wants to talk to you, she shouts. The two girls who are now standing beside me turn and gape at me. He sent me out here, she continues. Fuck off! Why are you running errands for this man? No. Because he's oh. a man. You always gotta do what the man says? He can 
suck my fucking clitoris. Your speech was great, Kate. It was, wasn't it? She beams. That's hell that's yeah, good. Kate. That's <laughs> hell yeah. That's that's the way you do it. Are you coming? He can be very insistent. She rolls her eyes, and I grin. <laughs> Anna sure is coming, am I right? Shut up. Peter, I think you're giving uh, E.L. James too much credit. Yeah, I strongly agree. <laughs> this isn't something I write where that entendre is intended. This is something E.L. James wrote where she has to say head's cocked to the side because she doesn't want to describe a penis. You have no idea. I can't leave Ray for long. I glance up at Ray and hold my fingers up, indicating five minutes. He nods and gives me an okay sign, and I follow Kate into the corridor behind the stage. Just fucking text each other. Holy shit. Christian is No, they're doing, like, military hand signals. Anna's like, okay, I got two tangos and through the door. We're going to breach and clear, Ray. You, you down? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ray would be ride or die for Anna, but Anna would just die. Christian is talking to the Chancellor and to the teaching staff. He looks up when he sees me. Excuse me, gentlemen. I hear him murmur. So all of them are men. That's... Yep. I don't like that. I hate that. Should have just left it gender neutral. He come at Also, how did you hear him murmur? Because he's a, a distance away? So does Anna just have like super hearing to hear what's probably a quiet comment in a very loud and busy time because like the auditorium is emptying so that's got to be pretty loud he comes towards me and smiles briefly at kate thank you he says before she can reply and he takes my elbow and steers me into what looks like a men's locker room no <laughs> no 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 he checks to see if it's empty and then he locks the door oh my god that's not good <laughs> <laughs> holy shit what does he have in mind i blink up at him as he turns on me why haven't you emailed me or texted me back he glares i'm nonplussed i haven't looked at my computer today or my phone crap has he been trying to call who gives a shit i tried my distraction technique that's so effective on kate that was a great speech Hey, Christian, she's fucking graduating today. She's got more in her mind than your weird fuck contract. Get it together. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Explains your food issues to me. He runs a hand through his hair, exasperated. Does this dude just never, like, try and fix his hair? He's always running his hands through it. I feel like he's just constantly fucking it up if he does. Anastasia, I don't want to go there at the moment. He closes his eyes, looking pained. I've been worried about you. Worried? Why? Because you went home in that death trap you called a car. What? It's not a death trap. It's fine. Jose regularly services for me. <sighs> Jose, the photographer. Christian's eyes narrow. His face frosting. Oh, crap. Crap, by the way, is Nobody capital. should touch your car but me, Anna. <laughs> Oh, yes, the beetle used to belong to his mother. Yes, and probably her mother and her mother before. Not safe. And that's stupid racist. That's yeah. I was waiting for you to get there. I was waiting for you to get there because I touched. I saw that line. My eyes touched words. And I was like, oh, Dee's going to have a fucking field day. Yeah, so as somebody who lives in Southern California, there is something where you go down to Mexico and they have a lot of older vehicles 
that we just don't use anymore because cars last for longer than five years. Tell your rich friends about that news. So, yeah, it's not uncommon for cars to be like the family car that gets passed down on. And it's seen as a mark of wealth to not have to do that. And if you are driving an old car and you do admit that it's a hand-me-down and you are somebody who isn't blisteringly white like Anastasia, it is used as an, an indicator of your unfitness to be in polite society. And I hate all of this really stupidly casual racism that's just like... Here's our only Mexican-coded person. Let's just say that this car has been in his family for generations, and that's why it's really, really, really unsafe, because they can't possibly know how to take care of their own vehicle, right? God, this fucking... ELJs, put your hands in a fucking blender. Please. I'll put them in the blender. I'll put them in the fucking garbage disposal and that thing up. I've been driving it for over three years. I'm sorry you were worried. Why didn't you call? Jeez, he's completely overreacting. Yes, he is. That's true. He takes a deep breath. Anastasia, I need an answer from you. This waiting around is driving me crazy. It's It's been been 12 12 hours. hours. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Christian, I... Look, I've left my stepdad on his own on my graduation day the culmination of my educational experiences something i worked for and i'm proud of and you want me to talk about your fuck contract (sighs) tomorrow i want an answer by tomorrow okay tomorrow i'll tell you then i blink at him he steps back regarding me coolly and his shoulders relax are you staying for drinks he asks why are you trying to get her drunk i don't know what ray wants to do Your stepfather? I'd like to meet him. Oh no. Why? Bad fucking idea. Bad fucking idea. I'm not sure that's a good idea. Christian unlocks the door, his mouth in a grim line. Are you ashamed of me? No! It's my turn to sound exasperated. Introduced you to my dad as what? This is the man who deflowered me and wants us to start a BDSM relationship. You're not wearing running shoes. I mean, it would be cool to see Ray just absolutely kick the shit out of Christian. That would be a fun scene. Oh yeah, that would be dope. I mean, I would, I would really like. I was like chapter fifteen. Ray goes fucking beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that happens, I think this would actually be a good book, and then I would be actually really wrong about Fifty Shades and have to take a lot of my very biting commentary back. But I don't think it's going to take a heel turn, or I guess, I guess this case would be a toe turn towards being good. It's just uh, bad. You just want to see Christian Grey get whomped. I just want him to die. Yeah, I want this to become a snuff book. (laughs) There's not even butt stuff in here. You think E.L. James is going to go that dark? (laughs) If she wasn't a coward. Christian glares down at me, and then his lips twitch up into a smile. And in spite of the fact that I'm mad at him, my face is unwillingly pulled into an answering grin. Just so you know, I can run quite fast. Just tell him I'm your friend, Anastasia. He opens the door and I head out. My mind is whirling. The Chancellor, the three Vice Chancellors, four professors, and Kate stare at me as I walk hastily past them. Why did none of them... Why did none of them hear the door lock? Why did any of them try and help Anna? What the fuck is this? 
Well, the chancellor and the three vice chancellors and all the professors are like, oh god, this guy funds our university, we gotta just occasionally sacrifice a nubile graduate to him to keep him appeased. Basically. Ugh. Holy crap. Leaving Christian with the faculty, I go in search of Ray. Tell him I'm your friend. Friends with benefits, my subconscious, my subconscious scowls. Friends with benefits! That's the worst I thing you could have. I know, it just super sucks to have hot friends you want to fuck. That's terrible. Yeah, I hate oh, it. Oh, it's so bad. I hate it so much. <laughs> I ain't saying shit. Good job, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> I shake the unpleasant thought away. How will I introduce him to Ray? The hall is still at least half full, and Ray has not moved from his spot. He sees me, waves, and makes his way down. Uh, See, someone else want to take us? Oh, yeah, no, sure. I have it. Oh, okay. I, I can do it. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go for Fine. it. Okay. I just, I just want to say the reason Rayford, Rayford, his name is Rayford Steele, by the way. I'm, he's, he's from the Left Behind series. This is the wider conspiracy theory. These books are connected. I don't think um, so. <laughs> the reason he's waiting is because he's an airline pilot, and he knows that is stupid morons who get up first and try to leave early on the plane because it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, it's it's like, what's the point getting on the plane first? There's assigned seating, like, unless you're on, like, a Southwest flight where they don't do that. And there's no point getting off the plane first, because it's just, just, just have some chill, and don't clog up the aisles, and be a good passenger. You know, there's hundreds of other people there, don't be a dick, don't pull out your giant fucking suitcase from the overhead locker and slap that in the middle of the aisle so no one can get past. Don't be a dick, I've got a lot of opinions about this, I fly a lot, and it's just, some people are such dicks on planes, fuck those guys. Like, I'll stand up to get into the, the aisle when the plane is landed, but that's because I'm six feet tall and I'm sitting in fucking coach, and I have been for anywhere from two to seven hours, and I yeah, want to stand up. I just want to stand up, and then I'll get out of the aisle if people need to get past me, but uh, people who suck at getting off planes make me see red. Mm. Yeah, that sucks. Hey, Annie, congratulations. He puts his arm around me. Would you like to come and have a drink in the marquee? Sure, it's your day. Lead the way. We don't have to if you don't want to. Please say no. Annie, I've just sat for two and a half hours listening to all kinds of jabbering. I need a drink. I put my arm through his and we stroll out with the throng into the warmth of the early afternoon. We pass the line for the official photographer. Oh, that reminds me. Ray drags a digital camera out of his pocket. One for the album, Annie. I roll my eyes at him if he sna as he snaps a picture of me. Can I take the cap and gown off now? I feel kind of dorky. You look kind of dorky. My subconscious is at her snarky best. So are you going to introduce Ray to the man you're fucking? She's glaring at me over her wing-shaped spectacles. He'd be so proud. God, I hate her sometimes. I'm really glad she's talking to herself like this. Like, that's a bit unhinged. So are you going to introduce Ray to the man you're fucking? <laughs> the marquee is immense and crowded students parents teachers and friends all chattering happily ray hands me a glass of champagne or cheap fizzy wine i suspect it's not chilled and it tastes sweet my thoughts turn to christian he won't like this anna i turn and ethan kavanaugh scoops me into his arms he twirls me around without spilling my wine some feet congratulations he beams down at me green eyes twinkling what a surprise his dirty blonde hair tousled He's as beautiful as Kate. The family resemblance is striking. Wow, Ethan, how lovely to see you. Dad, this is Ethan, Kate's brother. Ethan, 
my dad, Ray Steele. They shake hands, my dad coolly assessing Mr. Cow. When did you get back like, from- Oh, he's so beautiful and sexy. The family resemblance is striking. <laughs> yeah, he looks just like Kate. <laughs> when did you get back from Europe, I ask. I've been back for a week, but I wanted to surprise my little sister, he says conservatorially. That's so sweet. I grin up at him. She is valedictorian. Can't, couldn't miss that. He looks immensely proud of his sister. She gave a great speech. That she did, Ray agrees. Ethan has his arm around my waist when I look up into the frosty gray. Kate is beside him. Hello, Ray. Kate kisses Ray on both cheeks, making him blush. Have you met Anna's boyfriend, Christian Gray? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Oh, Kate. Bring in the that's- chaos. I love it. <laughs> that's That's the way I'd do it. It's a couple years late, but Kay fucking zagged on him. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, Kate, fuck. All the blood drains from my face. That that sentence could be in a very different telling of this book. (laughs) 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 Mr. Steele, it's a pleasure to meet you, Christian says smoothly, warmly, completely unflustered by Kate's introduction. He holds out his hand, which, all credit to Ray, Ray takes, not showing a hint of the drop-dead surprise he's just had on him. Thank you very much, Catherine Cavanaugh, I fume. I think my subconscious has fainted. Mr. Gray, Ray murmurs, his expression indecipherable except for perhaps the slight widening of his big brown eyes. They slide over my face with a, when are you going to give me this new? I bite my lip. Don't do that. And this is my brother, Ethan, Ethan Cavanaugh, says Kate to Christian. Christian turns his arctic glare on Ethan, who still has one on me, Mr. Cavanaugh. They shake hands. Christian holds his hand out to me. Anna, baby, he murmurs, and I nearly expire at the endearment. (laughs) 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 Yuck. Um, (laughs) Anna, baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. I hate it so much. I talked about that before, but I just think it sucks. I walk out of Ethan's grasp while Christian smiles icily at him, and I take my place at his side. Kate grins at me. She knows exactly what she's doing, Vixen. Ethan, Mom and Dad wanted a word. Kate, Kate drags Ethan away. So how long have you kids known each other? Ray looks impassively from Christian to me. The power of speech has deserted me. I want the ground to swallow me up. Christian puts his arm around me, his thumb skimming my naked back in a caress, before his hand clasps my shoulder. A couple of weeks or so now, he says smoothly. We met when Anastasia came to interview me for the student magazine. Didn't know you worked on the student magazine, Anna. Ray's voice is a quiet admonishment, revealing his... Shit. Kate uh, was ill. Why does... He has been established as kind of not giving a fuck. But now he cares. Now he I cares. I think it's supposed to be like, he's that kind of guy who like, he seems like he doesn't give a fuck, but then really does deeply care. He's just not good at expressing it because of like, traditional like, toxic masculinity shit. But it... Like, so far it has been played like he genuinely doesn't give a fuck, and now, it, now it's weird. Like, I can see what Eel yeah. was trying to do, but didn't quite, didn't quite make it. You know, a swing and a miss there, buddy. Kate was ill, I murmur. It's all I can manage. I'd like to point out that we don't say that. This is my, my area of expertise. We don't say that in America. We say sick. That's just <laughs> how it is. This like, is my area of expertise, damn it. <laughs> it is! Look, I know all about this shit. The language surrounding that sort of shit. Don't at me. It's just, it's just you how know, it is. You know for, for disease control. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what the problem is. 
Yeah. Um, so that's like a Britishism that she could have Googled maybe. Like how, like, I don't know. Maybe No, it's it's because I give too much thought to that kind of thing. Maybe a normal person wouldn't know that. Never mind. <laughs> um, fine speech you gave, Mr. Gray. Thank you, sir. I understand you're a keen fisherman. Yeah. Yuck. Manipulative. Ray raises his eyebrows and smiles. A rare, genuine, modified Ray steel smile. And off they go, talking fish. In fact, I soon feel surplus to requirements. He's charming the pants off my dad, like he did you. My conscience snaps at me. His power yeah. knows no bounds. I excuse myself to go and find Kate. She's talking Jeez. to her parents, who are as delightful as ever, and greet me warmly. We exchange brief pleasantries, mostly about their up-and-coming holiday to Barbados, and about our mother. Kate, how are you? Coming. Up and coming. That's... Oh. Oh. That's not how that works, no. No. Is that not a phrase you use? Like someone's up and coming holiday? Yeah, that, that doesn't. No. Well, maybe that's a Britishism again, but that's a Britishism a phrase I'm familiar with. No, we I would mean, say upcoming, not up and coming. You would say up and coming if you're talking about somebody who is moving through like the ranks of, um, so like, like a business or a hierarchy, or like a celebrity, or yeah, an up and coming celebrity, somebody who's like gaining notoriety. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're talking about an upcoming thing or an event, it's upcoming. I don't know why, but up and coming vacation sounds bad and wrong to me. It's also it's not vacation; it's holiday, which I think is like it's, it's not an uncommon word. It's it's definitely a more commonly like we don't say vacation in Britain; we do just say holiday. Yeah, you. I mean, typically you'd say vacation here. Like it's a little unusual to say. Okay. <laughs> All I ever wanted. Kate, how could you out me to Ray? I hiss at the we want because you're Kate. <laughs> Kate, stop outing me to everyone. Because I knew you never would, and I want to help with Christian's commitment issues. Kate smiles at least sweetly. What? I scowl. It's me that won't commit to him, silly. He seems Trey cool about it. <laughs> what the fuck? Why Trey you cool, Anna. Why are you talking like that? Hello, Don't talk like kid. that. <laughs> Don't okay, talk guys, it's Teen Girl Squad time. <laughs> this thing is Trey cool. <laughs> don't sweat it look at him now christian cannot take his eyes off you. i glance up and both ray and christian are looking at me he's been watching you like a hawk i'd better go rescue ray or christian i don't know which you haven't heard the last of this Catherine kavanaugh i glare at haven't her haven't seen the last of me Catherine kavanaugh <laughs> looks like anna steel's <laughs> blasting off again <laughs> anna i did you a favor hi i smile at both of them on my return they seem okay. Christian is enjoying some private joke, and my dad looks unbelievably relaxed given he's in a social situation. What have they been discussing apart from fish? Anna, where are the restrooms? Back out front of the marquee and to the left. See you in a moment. You kids enjoy yourselves. Ray heads out. I glance nervously up at Christian. We pause briefly as a photographer takes a picture of both of us. Thank you, Mr. Gray. The photographer scurries off. I blink from the flash. So you've charmed my father as well. As well, Christian a- Gray's Christian's gray eyes burn, and he raises a questioning eyebrow. I flush. He lifts his hand and traces my cheek with his fingers. Oh, I oh, wish I knew what you were thinking, Anastasia. He whispers, <coughs> cupping my chin and raising my hands so that we gaze intently into each other's eyes. My breath hitches. How can he have this effect on me, even in this crowded tent? Right now I'm thinking, nice tie. I breathe. <coughs> 
He chuckles. It's recently become my favorite. No. Shut up. It's your fuck scarf, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Yuck. I blush scarlet. You look lovely, Anastasia. This halter neck dress suits you, and I get to stroke your back, feel your beautiful skin. Ew. Stop it. Is this shit you say in, like, openly in public? No! If you're not nasty? I mean, as a nasty person, I'll say it. Yeah, but quietly yeah no i was i was i was asking just in case anyone was like less nasty than me because i'm i'm a i'm a filthy disgusting human being we know it's less like my objection is about his manipulation rather yeah the manipulation part like that's the part that's grossing me out not the part that they're being like publicly kind of handsy that's... I mean, the manner by which they're being handsy is weird. He's just touching her face a bunch again, because he yeah. has to do that with his long, long fingers. Suddenly, it's like we're on our own in the room. Just the two of us. My po- my whole body is coming alive, everything ending, singing softly. That electricity pulling me to him, charging between us. God, this is the worst oh, way I to don't describe want, I arousal. don't want to read this. I don't want to end this. Whatever. Uh, try reading Seems a little to- bit. Okay. Oh shit, fuck, wait. My push to talk is um, the same as... Hang on, I need to put it... So hang on, one second. Sorry, yeah, I just... I want people to get the full experience. I'm so sorry, listeners, I tried to save you and never mention it, but unfortunately Victor wants us to actually sound professional. Professional? Okay, here we go. You know it's going to be good, don't you, baby? He whispers. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm... Uh, yuck. Blech. I close my eyes as my insides uncoil and melt. No. Ew. But I want more, I whisper. More. No. <laughs> he looks down at me puzzled, his eyes darkening. I nod and swallow. Now he knows. More, he says again softly, testing the word. A small, simple word, but so full of promise. His thumb traces my lower lip. You want hearts and flowers. I nod again. He blinks down at me, and I watch his internal struggle played out in his eyes. Anastasia. His voice is soft. It's not something I know. Well, you know what something Anastasia doesn't know is? All of your shit. Yeah, like literally nothing. How about some compromise here, you son of a bitch? Um, Me neither. He smiles slightly. You don't know much, he murmurs. Yeah. Wow. Burn. That's fucking rude. You just gave her a degree, bitch. I want to take a moment. I love how Juno says son of a bitch. Like, (laughs) the way they say it has such a pleasant rhythm to it. (laughs) Thank you. I'm focusing on that instead of what's happening right now. Cool. Well, I'll say it more often, maybe. I won't wear it out, but I'll I'll make an effort to drop a son of a bitch once in a while. So good. <laughs> you don't know how much, he murmurs. You know all the wrong things. Wrong? True. Not to me. He shakes his head. He looks so sincere. Try it, he whispers. <sighs> A challenge, daring me, and he cocks his head to one side and smiles his crooked, dazzling smile. Ugh. I, I gasp, and I'm Eve in the Garden of Eden, and he's the serpent, and I cannot resist. Okay. This fruit is like being suspended from his ceiling by some carabiners. <laughs> okay, I whisper. What? 
I have his full undivided attention. I swallow. Okay, I'll try. You're agreeing? His disbelief is evident. Subject to the soft limits, yes, I'll try. My voice is so small. Christian closes his eyes and pulls me into an embrace. Jesus, Anna, you're so unexpected. You take my breath away. Ugh. He steps back and suddenly rays returned and the volume in the marquee gradually rises and fills my ears. We are not alone. Holy shit, I've just agreed to be his sub. Christian smiles at Ray and his eyes are dancing with joy. And you're drunk and you're kind of coerced and... And, and it's just and really bad. It's just really, really bad. Annie, should we have some lunch? Okay. I blink up at Ray, trying to find my equilibrium. What have you done? My subconscious screams at me. My inner goddess is doing backflips in a routine worthy of a Russian Olympic gymnast. Oh. Fuck off. That's so specific. Would you like to specific join us, doesn't It's specific in a way that doesn't actually say anything. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it does, it's not evocative. It just, it's very, like, straightforward. I mean, yeah, I've seen the Olympics. I know that the Russians are good at gymnastics, but you could have just said an Olympic gymnast. Right. Yeah. Christian, I stare up at him, imploring him to refuse. I need space to think. What the fuck have I done? Thank you, Mr. Steele. Nothing but, legal. Yeah, but I have plans. It's been great to meet you, sir. Likewise, Ray responds, look after my baby girl. Oh, I fully <sighs> intend to, Mr. Steele. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Yuck. They shake hands. I feel sick. Ray has no idea how Christian intends to look after me. Christian takes my hand and raises it to his lips and kisses my knuckles tenderly, his scorching eyes intent on mine. Later, Miss Steele, he breathes, his voice full of promise. My belly Ow. curls at the thought. Oh my. Hang on. Later? See you around, Ray Ray. I'm about to go pound your door. <laughs> Yuck. Gonna tie her up by the throat to the fucking ceiling. Yuck. Ray takes my elbow and leads me toward the entrance to the tent. Seems what a solid young man. Grabbing... Yeah, she's what always getting people... led by the elbows. It feels like so childish to be constantly be grabbed by people and dragged around by your elbow. That's what you do to a kid when you're yelling at them in a grocery store and are trying to get them back out into the parking lot so that you can really yell at them and not have people call CPS on you. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the kid's defense, just get the fucking Lucky Charms. Rip open the box and eat it in the store. Fine. <laughs> you're just gonna... <laughs> As long as the barcode's there, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Get... Seems a solid young man. Well off, too. You could do a lot worse, Annie. Though why I had to hear about him from Catherine... That's not a sentence. Though why I had to hear about him from Catherine... He scolds. Could have ended in ellipses. Yeah, it ends in a comma, so it's bad. I shrug apologetically. Well, any man who likes and knows his fly fishing is okay with me. Holy cow, Ray approves. If only he knew. Yeah. Ray drops me back at the house at dusk. Call your mom, he says. I will. Thanks for coming, Dad. Wouldn't have missed it for the world, Annie. You make me so proud. Oh no, I'm not going to get emotional. A huge lump forms in my throat and I hug him hard. He puts his arms around me, bemused, and I can't help it. Tears pool in my eyes. Hey, Annie, sweetheart, Ray croons. Big old day, huh? <laughs> Want me to come in and make you some tea? 
I laugh in spite of my tears. Tea is always the answer, according to Ray. I remember my mother complaining about him, saying that it went, when it came to tea and sympathy, he was always good at the tea, not so hot on the sympathy. That's, wow. Yeah, bad, kinda. No, Dad, I'm good. It's been so great to see you. I'll visit real soon once I'm settled in Seattle. Good luck with the interviews. Let me know how they go. Sure thing, Dad. Love you, Annie. Love you too, Dad. He smiles, his brown eyes warm, glowing, and he climbs back into his car. I wave him off as he drives off into the dusk, and I wander listlessly back into the apartment. The first thing I do is check my cell phone. It needs recharging, so I have to hunt down the charger and plug it in before I can collect my messages. Four missed calls, one voice message, and two texts. Three missed calls from Christian, no messages. One missed call from Jose and a voicemail from him wishing me all the best for graduation. I open the texts. Asterisk. Bold text. Are you home safe? Asterisk. Thank you for reading it like that. That's beautiful. Asterisk. Bold text. Call me. Asterisk. They are both from Christian. That is a very strange way to denote the fact that it is a text message. That is very odd. Like, That seems like it might be like a weird holdover from it being fanfic. It has to be, right? They are both from Christian. Why didn't he call the house? I, you have a house phone? You fucking weirdo. He didn't call the house because he hasn't, like, tapped that line and can't record all the calls. You Gross. I head into my bedroom and fire up the mean machine. Stop calling it the mean machine! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I wanted Peter's reaction to that real bad. I was like, that is the mean machine. Mine is the meme machine. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> it's emails time, everybody. From Christian Gray, subject tonight, date May 25th, 2011, 2358, to Anastasia Steele. I hope you made it home in that car of yours. Let me know if you're okay. Christian Gray, CEO, Great Enterprises Holdings Incorporated. Geez, why is he so worried about my beetle? It has given me three years of loyal service, and Jose has always been on hand to maintain it for me. Christian's next email is from today. From Christian Gray, subject soft limits, date May 26th, 2011, 1722 to Anastasia Steele. What can I say that I haven't already? Happy to talk to, through these anytime. You looked beautiful today. Christian Gray, CEO, Great Enterprises Holding Incorporated. Why does he keep putting that in his fucking email? I don't know. It's so stupid. I want to see him. I hit reply from Anastasia Steele, subject to soft limits, date May 26, 2011, 1923 to Christian Gray. I can come over this evening to discuss if you'd like. From Christian Gray, subject to soft limits, date May 26, 2011, 1927 to Anastasia Steele. Um, this is another thing where I think if you have the same PDF as me, I don't think this weird like, Comic Sans ass textbook is supposed to go there on the page. No, I, I'm having... <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I don't know where this is supposed to go, in fact. like it, it's it's, very... I think it's actually supposed to be at the end of the chapter. Because at the, the last line of the oh, chapter, yeah, I scroll on the wrap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll come to you. I'm, I'm going to just read that at the end, I guess. I'll come to you. I meant it when I said I wasn't happy about you driving that car. That car. I'll be with you shortly. Christian Gray, CEO of Great Enterprises Holding Incorporated. Holy crap, he's coming over now. I have to get one thing ready for him. The first edition Thomas Hardy books are still on the shelves in the living room. I cannot keep them. I wrap them in brown paper and I scroll on the wrapping a direct quote from Tess in the book. 
I agree to the conditions, Angel, because you know best what my punishment ought to be. Only, only, don't make it more than I can bear. Uh, well? This sucked. Well, I hated this. It are my thoughts on it. I thought it sucked. <laughs> this message brought to you by Peter, co-host, Crash His Guide to Modern Literature Incorporated. Oh my god, shut wow. up, Peter. Wow, this was terrible. I hated it. I hated it every goddamn minute. I feel dumber having read this chapter. Nobody acts like a human being in this story. Nobody no, acts no, like a goddamn Everyone acts like a fucking weirdo. Like, we're fucking weirdos, so I think we have authority when it comes to I like how Ray, weirdos. who's, like, concerned about his daughter, is just like, I don't like this man. Oh, he likes fishing? He's the best! Anna, why aren't you having his children immediately? Right? right? What the like... fuck is that about? Like, hmm, I don't know if I trust this guy. Oh my god, you know about fishing lures? Hey, hey, Anna, you should let him hit it raw and bust inside. <laughs> Yuck! And the thing is, the thing is, I know, like, I've been a fisher person for like a long time so i've done a lot of fishing and i know what i'm talking about this sort of thing fly fishing lures are very intricate and very very interesting it's a whole art in and of itself it's something i could honestly talk about for quite a long time and i don't enjoy fly fishing i just know shit about it but like i kind of feel like christian gray's was just like standing there going mm-hmm wow really tell me more and ray was just like this is a fine, upstanding young gentleman who's definitely capable of putting many strong, very wealthy children inside my daughter. Ew. I like how he basically, they, she wanted to have a scene where Christian asked permission to marry the guy's daughter, even though it's yeah. not a Victorian book. Oh, that's probably going to have, that's definitely, like, Christian is, is supposed to be all, like, he's, like, secretly going to be super traditional, and there is definitely going to be a scene where he's like, Mr. Steele, I'd like to make your daughter Anastasia my wife. And God, it was a struggle for me to not drop into the fucking Borat voice there. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. I also, um, I'm looking forward to learning more about, uh, about Ethan Kavanaugh, the latest hot male character who's gonna do a fucking terrible, awful thing, no doubt. <laughs> Peter, you've learned so quickly. I want there to be one person who's good in this fucking book. Wish in one hand, shit in the other. For you, Peter, I really hope there is, but I also, I kind of... I don't think you're going to get what you want. I think this is going to be something where you're just constantly edged, thinking, maybe this time. Maybe this time. Come on, Hill James, I'm so close. Just let him be a nice guy. Just let him be a nice guy, please. <laughs> That's all Peter needs at this point. I'm not a hard man to please, Hill James. Hmm. Sorry, I'm hungry and I'm trying to make garlic toast because it's more interesting than this fucking book. I mean, at least you're actually going this to This episode eat brought to you by too. Garlic Toast? Yeah, this episode sponsored by Garlic Toast. It's good See, for your body. Is, Victor, you also are, like, making food you enjoy personally and consuming it in a way that you find pleasurable. Which is something Anastasia can't do. No, she's not like, allowed to have fun. She has a bagel. This whole thing. She has bagel and wine. A plain bagel. God, I hope it wasn't plain. Like She did not describe putting anything on it, so I'm led to believe that it is a plain bagel. 
if it's a plain bagel and it's also like a plain plain bagel, that's yeah, the it's saddest just a plain, plain bagel. <laughs> a depression breakfast, if I've ever heard of one. Okay, my depression breakfast. Honestly, I couldn't even get the toaster going, so I would just eat bread. But I mean, bagel, you gotta try. You gotta at least get the butter out of the fridge and like the, like the margarine. Like the I can't believe it's not butter margarine. You could spread that on your bagel, even if you didn't toast it. You just kind of put some butter on it, and you're like, yes, I did it. And so your your depression breakfast is still a step above mine because I didn't even have bread. I was just like sitting sadly with a jar of Nutella and a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, peanut, the peanut butter lunch is something I've done myself. Peanut butter lunch is something different. Peanut butter lunch is a point of joy for me. Like, sitting with, like, a jar of peanut butter, like, just, like, sitting cross-legged on the floor, jar of peanut butter, like, in the crook of my lap, eating spoonfuls of crunchy peanut butter, and then just, like, taking uh, one of the squeezy bears of honey and just dumping it into the peanut butter jar as I go along. That is me, like, my prime decadence. That sounds pretty dang good to be honest with you it's so good if i'm feeling really 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 decadent i get cinnamon like powdered cinnamon and i'm just sprinkling cinnamon on top of it as and i'm then going you eat through a whole tablespoon of it like in the those youtube challenges well, yeah the cinnamon challenge no right. because i'm not dumb and i don't want to give myself chemical burns on my lungs again Hey, hey listeners, uh, if you if you if you donate, um, I don't know, a stupidly small amount to the podcast, I will I will eat some weird shit on mic for you. I'll eat don't. a cinnamon. I'll 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 just fucking eat a big handful of wasabi. I don't give a fuck. I hate my body. I I will eat wasabi. I eat it out of the jar sometimes. Okay, I was saying that to like be a shit post, but you you're nasty, Victor. Um, I knew. <laughs> I know a woman whose father, whose husband is a military man, and um, those guys get up to some shit. Like when they're stationed somewhere, like there's not that much to do in their downtime, so they like kind Playing of sulky like, biscuit and shit. shit. Yeah, like they no. just do a like stop it, but they just do a lot of stupid shit. So like this guy for twenty dollars, twenty buckaroos only, twenty count them twenty, snorted a line of wasabi. Peter, would you do that? <laughs> Call it twenty five. the time, <laughs> man. I got a kid to start a line of wasabi for no money just because I told him to do it. You get real bored on a cruise ship, is what I'm saying. I, I like, I cannot even imagine the kind of pain that would put you in. Like, oh, that would ruin like your sinuses for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it did. That kid did not have a good time, but that wasn't my fucking problem. I can't be having that. Um, I'm morally just, opposed to that. One, With wasabi for, chat for twenty dollars, I just ate like a big piece of raw human flesh. So, good a scab, right? Big like burn scab, yeah. Was it your for own? Twenty dollars? It was not my own. Twenty dollars? <laughs> yeah. Is that the highest you could argue them? I feel green. Listen, it's not being green. What the fuck is the matter with you? Listen, I. I used that twenty dollars. So I went and bought a bunch of KFC. It was great. Oh God! You ate some skin so you could go eat some skin. Yeah, it's circle of life. I feel <laughs> oh, like yuck. I feel like you could have argued for more money, but that just might be me. Where someone's like, "Deal, give you twenty dollars to do this," and I go make it fifty, and they go, "Okay." I'm like, actually, a hundred. How big was See, the scab? With, like, how big me, are we with talking? Me it's, with me, it's more like, hey, Peter, do this thing. And I'm like, I'll do it for 20 bucks. 
how big was the scab? I want dimensions. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a, a frame of reference. Like, um, like imagine like bigger or smaller than a dollar, like a figure eight piece, like that, and then kind okay. of okay. That's pretty big. Jesus Christ! Was it multiple bites or was it all at once? Like, I mean, I put it all in my mouth at once and then chewed it for a while. Ugh. Okay. Okay, we need to can this discussion. I'm really gagging. <laughs> like, I might throw up. Welcome to the Disney segment of the podcast. What weird shit is peering for money? <laughs> this is the is going this to is the after be a metaphile podcast if we don't stop talking about this. I will yards. <laughs> Like, I asked all these questions about it, even though I knew that that would make me sick. Like, why did I do that to myself? I'm so stupid. This is called the Nauseation Chat 2K19. Uh, Hold on. Welcome to the trash Come back next guys. week for the, uh, the story of the Are time I accidentally ate a piece of a completely uncooked raw chicken. I don't we, believe it was accidental. Are we? Are we, are we done? done? Are we done? Is done. The Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trashicus Guys to Modern Literature. This was Chapter Fourteen. I read a lot of it. Juno read a lot of it. It sucked. It was uh, bad. It was the introduction of the Dom genes. Apparently, we have prophetic visions about. Take note of your visions, kids. If you're dreaming about Dom genes, don't talk to the creepy billionaire who's been stalking you. Thank you. This has been lovely. Come on, Hill James. I'm so close. Just let him be a nice guy. Just let him be a nice guy, please. I'm not a hard man to please, Hill James.